Howdy, everyone. We have a special episode for you today. Tim and I spent some time at the Texas State Capitol today observing the Texas House Ways and Means and House Appropriations Committees as they held interim hearings. The House Ways and Means Committee took both invited and public testimony on things like property taxes, appraisal reform, and the potential in reviving a corporate welfare program that is set to expire in December of this year. The House Appropriations Committee took invited testimony only and discussed things like the state pension systems, Department of Family and Protective Services, and Health and Human Services Commission. We have a summary of that and more on today's episode. Stay tuned. Hello, this is Tim Harden, president of Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, and we are here at the Capitol with our Taxpayer Talks today. Uh, This is the podcast where we hold Austin accountable by giving you news that affects your wallet. Jeremy, this is uh, our executive director. How are you doing today? Doing okay. It's uh, it's still warm here at the Capitol, but uh, but it's there's there's a lot more people here than I thought there would be. So. Yeah, so we so there have been two significant uh, committee hearings today. Uh, first is appropriations, and the second is ways and means. Jeremy's, for the most part, has been in appropriations. I've been in ways and means. Uh, why don't we start with appropriations? You tell us sure. what's going on in that committee. So they're still technically meeting uh, when we're recording this, obviously, but they've gotten through the bulk of their agenda. So they're meeting today and tomorrow. Um, they come down here, and um, they're specifically meeting on various agencies and programs, kind of getting an update as to where they're at in relation to some of the legislation they passed in the in the recent legislative sessions. Some of the stuff they've already covered today, um, if you will, you've got the state pension systems, so both employee retirement system and teachers retirement systems of Texas. They had the uh, uh, the folks that lead uh, those. The various pension systems come in and talk through things like whether it's actuarially sound, if it's not, how long it's going to take to get there, um, and, and also, you know, what what things they can do to help kind of make that uh, that pension for both the state employees that qualify or the teachers uh, that qualify more um, attractive, if you will, sure. right? Uh, because uh, as they said many times today, right, uh, they, they are competing, as everyone else is, right, for labor. And so they're trying to kind of rectify that, um, if you will. They did uh, notably talk about the budget surplus that we've written about uh, several times and potentially using some undescript, you know, unknown amount of that um, to kind of throw at that either for a positive end, which is, hey, let's make this actuarially sound faster or pay some of the unfunded liabilities or debt faster, or to incentivize or further incentivize uh, people to be employed in those roles. He talked about that uh, for a while. They talked about the space economy, the burgeoning, I've never heard that term before, but the burgeoning space economy, uh, if you will, uh, this morning, which was quite interesting um, and trying to potentially, and this is something obviously we'll be on the lookout for, uh, using economic development incentives uh, to attract uh, some of those uh, companies and what have you um, into the state of Texas. And then uh, they talked about the Health and Human Services Commission and are still scheduled to talk about the Department of Family and Protective Services. And they've got uh, stuff on the agenda for tomorrow, too. So. Okay, awesome. So it looks like on the space program, we're, we're, we're contemplating possible subsidies, uh, possible corporate welfare. I know on the agenda they said, you know, state, federal, and possibly even private. Uh, you know, those public-private partnerships can yep. be problematic sometimes as well. Uh, overall, they're talking retirements. Um, pretty boring, yeah. uh, quite honestly. <laughs> was, there, was there anything 
uh, that stuck out to you that was significant? Any any interaction? Uh, there were some interesting things. I mean, so uh, to your point, right? It's very boring to kind of talk about these things unless you're a beneficiary, yeah. right, of these programs. You probably don't know too much about it. But the state does, in fact, i.e., taxpayers, right, are are on the hook for some of the debt that might accrue from it. Have pension systems, right, for both state employees and other people that qualify under that, and then uh, teachers' retirement systems. And so, you know, it's important, just like in in the private world, right? You want your pension systems to be um, quote unquote actuarially sound, meaning that the beneficiaries are comfortable, mm-hmm. right, uh, with what uh, you know when they retire twenty years from now that it's actually going to be there for yeah. the, for them if they're paying into the system. Um, but some of the stuff that came out of that, which I thought was interesting, is you know they they mentioned that some of the unfunded liabilities, i.e., this is debt or maybe what future generations of Texans might pay for, uh, right? Like it's they have debt in some of these pension systems that go out to almost the year 2050, 2054, yeah. you know that sort of thing. And uh, uh, to Representative Matt Schaefer's uh, credit, he asked a question. I tweeted about this where it was essentially, well, can we use some of the existing budget surplus, the projected $27 billion surplus, to potentially pay those liabilities down sooner rather than later, which saves money, obviously, on interest and everything else uh, down the road. So that was quite interesting, for sure. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, let's uh, well let's talk about ways and means, and yeah. so they're they're actually just now getting going. Um, they are on SB two right now, uh, which was the uh, property tax uh, reform that was passed in two thousand nineteen. You've heard us talk about this quite a bit. Uh, of course, we are advocating uh, for an addition to that using the surplus, the twenty seven billion dollars. We would like to see them use the entire thing, if not, you know, ninety eighty percent. Of course, Abbott has come out uh, and said, "Hey, uh, we're looking at half." Uh, we didn't get a number, but he said roughly half. Uh, we've heard rumors that Dan Patrick is saying, well, we're going to use more than half. And so that is encouraging. It's encouraging that the, the you know, we went from the, the, what, the first $4 billion for yeah. Dan Patrick to half yeah. to now they're kind of one-upping each other more than half. They didn't really talk about that necessarily. They haven't started talking about that. They were talking about the effectiveness of SB2 so far, uh, possible reforms and things like that. They were talking about uh, the no new revenue rate and the confusing language and how the voter approval rate, it was it was redefined and renamed, as well as the no new revenue rate, but there's still a lot of confusion about what that is. We've talked a lot about the, the city's lowering rates, but yet property taxes still going up. And so that's what the, the initial discussion was, um, was, was talking about, is cleaning up those terms and making them more transparent and friendly so people can actually understand that. Uh, I know James Quintero, Quintero from TPPF uh, suggested that as a, uh, a change as well. Uh, they have not begun uh, public uh, t- testimony or witness on that just yet, but they are also going to be speaking about appraisal reform, and they're going to be speaking about 313s. Uh, and we've talked about that as well as corporate welfare, uh, mainly towards kind of green energy companies. What what we've heard is, you know, Phelan uh, and some of the houses is talking about possibly not letting them expire, bringing them back in a different form. And the rumors that we are hearing is that uh, they're going to try to bring them back but they're going to just remove the renewable uh, the renewable companies from that uh, and still leave it open. And so that's roughly what we've got from that committee hearing. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this kind of starts or it's that ball rolling in the longer conversation as we approach the next legislative session, right? It's like no one has really explicitly put a foot down and said this is the amount of property tax relief, right? We're gonna we're gonna provide. I think everyone's kind of feeling each other out on that. I mean, I think inevitably, right? It's probably a safe assumption that, quote, unquote, some relief will be applied. But as we've written about several times is what is that amount? And obviously, we're advocating for the up, you know, utmost amount that could be there and 
coupled with putting us on a path to its overall elimination, property taxes elimination. Um, but, you know, this this is just a part of that, right? It's a cog in the overall machine, um, if you will, on that conversation um, as we go into the next legislative session. Same with the Chapter 313s, right? Obviously, we talk about that as corporate welfare, but what's important is to tie that back to property taxes, right? That's corporate welfare because it gives them the exemption, right? Certain businesses, certain businesses, not all, certain businesses, the exemption um, from paying a portion of the property tax, which inevitably gets put on, you know, everyday individual taxpayers like you and I. Yeah, I think that's the important thing for our listeners to understand is a 313 abatement. When we give breaks to corporate welfare, and and most of the time these are are coming from ISDs, the 312s, I believe, are the cities. Um, But ultimately, this equates to a tax increase. Uh, this is so a supporting 313s is in support right. of raising your taxes. Right. And so if we don't come through with significant uh, reform, we're using a, a massive amount of surplus to pay down and they okay the renewal of 313s, yeah. then we're going to be in even more trouble next go around. Ta- property taxes are going to continue to skyrocket and uh, we're going to be in trouble. So it's important we advocate and we, we stop the 313s for being renewed and that we advocate for as much of that surplus as possible to give taxpayers some relief. And of course, we would like to see them support something like Oliverson's bill right. uh, that we he may or may not bring this go around. We've 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 heard he might. Uh, we can't confirm that now. We'll know after November. But that would actually tie them to compressing that rate until right. it's zero and putting us on a path towards elimination, at least uh, for the MNO portion of property taxes. That's right. Right. Um, and so, uh, as far as uh, today, you know, you'll you'll see more updates and some articles coming out when the when the committee hearings wrap up. I believe next week we have another hearing we're going to yeah. be covering. You want to talk about that, Jeremy? Yeah. So next Tuesday and Wednesday, the Senate Local Government Committee uh, will be meeting um, and they're convening and talking about a few things, some similar to what we're talking about today. They'll be talking about you know the uh, property tax reform, appraisal reform. They're going to be talking about things like efficiency audits, uh, which is something different. I, I don't know that I've heard the House talk about that necessarily, but requiring that local jurisdictions. Right, submit themselves to efficiency audits. And then they're also notably going to be talking about taxpayer-funded lobbying, which, of course, is just another prong of our Texas Prosperity Plan um, as well. It's also something that's included, right, as all these things are in the, the Texas GOP platform, right? And it's something that the Senate generally hasn't been the problem on the last few sessions. It's some, an effort to ban that practice has died in the House. And so it'll be interesting to see. But that's that's also a public testimony can uh, can be submitted Yeah, you, that, can, so. you can submit, and we'll drop links in all of our posts and in our yeah. emails. Uh, and then our Taxpayer Talks next week will be Thursday. We want you to join us there. Of course, the Senate hearing will be over, so you have a full report from us. Uh, but we thank you for being with us this week. Uh, continue to subscribe and, and check our social media, and we will keep you updated uh, to all the goings-on in the Capitol. Take Come care. Going. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Just want to remind you that next week, the Texas Senate Local Government Committee has scheduled interim public hearings for both Tuesday, September 13th and Wednesday, September 14th. For taxpayers concerned about things like property taxes, appraisals, government spending, and taxpayer-funded lobbying, this is another chance to let state lawmakers know how you feel. And we at Texans for Fiscal Responsibility encourage you to do just that. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember to follow us on social media and subscribe to our weekly email, The Fiscal Note, to stay up to date with issues that affect your wallets. We'll see you next week.